Hello and welcome to the Talking Dad podcast. The podcast where we discuss all things dad, fatherhood, parenting and men's mental health. Please check out the podcast show notes or you'll find all links for social media and the Patreon page. I hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Talking Dad podcast. And on today's episode of Dad Chat, or more of a dad catch-up, is regular guest appearance, or appearee, appearee, appearance? What'd you guest. say? Regular guest. guest. Yeah. yeah, go on. His regular guest and co-host, Rob Jones. How you doing? You are right? Yeah, you are right. Yeah, seems ages since we've spoken to each other on one of these. I think it is a while, isn't it? When did we speak last? Was it um, Christmas time? Last? I think we January, maybe when we did the um, AI questions. Yeah, yeah. So we probably recorded in December sometime, didn't we? And it came mm-hmm. out um, January, I think. Yeah. I, so I, I think it might have been a quicker turnaround, but yeah. since then we've had a well, I've had a slight reshuffle of my format and my questioning and my episodes and we've been doing these dad chats so it keeps things nice and concise it's easy to edit and I think we roundabout get everything we need from a particular person or guest unless obviously there's somebody coming on to speak about something in particular then we'll do different episodes then so as I say this is a dad chat it's one of those episodes plus maybe a bit of a catch-up because we haven't spoken for quite a while so We'll have a bit of everything going on, I would imagine. Yeah, you sent me a few questions through, and a lot of the stuff I think we've kind of covered before. So some of it will be kind of updates to where we, to when we last spoke, rather than a straight away, you know, like here's all the history because people can dive back into the back catalogue for all of that, can't they? Yeah, yeah, you can go back and find some of Rob's episodes. We've done what was it, maybe two or three now? Oh yeah, these. Covering- covering the dad chat stuff so we've, we've done quite a lot haven't we and we've covered quite a range of of topics in that time so yeah we'll do the we'll do the the, the first question of these episodes is start off by telling us about dad life for you and who's in your family but you can give us a bit of a an update a running update since we spoke last well yeah so we've got three kids so there's me and my wife hazel and then we've got three kids so evan is the eldest he's 15 soon to be 16 uh lily the girl one uh she's 14 next month and then isaac is the youngest he's 11 and he's just come back from cricket practice i've been batted for an hour and bolton went out so he's he's full of the joys he's happy is he oh yeah yeah playing cricket on a monday evening in the summer it's pretty good yeah we've just we just got back from a football trial at the local team so my seven year old's just been down for a little trial and uh, is that for Alex? No, no, uh, it's just a local Sunday League one. But yeah, but a little bit different to where we've been before and what he's, where he's trained in the past. So he says he enjoyed it, and they've asked him to go back on Wednesday to have another try. So we'll see. Good. I don't know where we're at with it, but yeah, he says he enjoyed it. But it was warm. is he good though? Is he good? Yeah, I know you're his dad and you're watching on thinking like, oh yeah, that's my boy out there. I think for, for his own age and kids roughly his size, yeah, he's not bad. Mm. But when it starts to creep, because they did like mixed teams. So there were some bigger mm-hmm. kids and he's quite small really, I suppose. And he's he's not actually seven until August. So he's the later one in the year. He's probably he's yeah. the youngest. Right. Okay. So you can tell the difference when they're all mixed. Whereas when he's with his little mates, 
that generally play together. They're all kind of round about the same size and he's he quite happy to get stuck in there. But because he was new to this one, it was a bit different. So well, it, we had a few weeks, of, well, a few days of, I don't really want to go and all that kind of stuff. And then he said, yes. And then I booked it. And then he said, why did you book it? I didn't want, I didn't make my mind up, but he <laughs> definitely said, yes. And then he went and tried, and it's all about his shin pads. He doesn't like wearing shin pads, but They're when right, he goes yeah. there, because it's Sunday league, you have to wear the kit. They have some shin pads and all that. So he says he enjoyed it afterwards, which I knew he would. Uh, we just got to figure out where they're at with their under sevens team or under right. eights or whatever he's going to be in. Yeah. Does he love it though? Because like Isaac, obviously there's a little age difference, but Isaac is one of those kids who it just seems to be very good at sport or physical activity. So yeah. Like we took him climbing. He seemed to be a natural at climbing. He plays cricket. He seems to be a natural at cricket. He's very good at football. But if you ask him, yeah, he won't say he likes it. Even though when he's playing it, you can see the the, the joy on his face of playing it. It's just yeah. hard to get him to do it. He, lo- he loves so. football, plays it all the time at school, break time, lunchtime, plays yeah. it in the garden, booting the ball around all the time. Smashing windows. Uh, well, yeah, close, but um, he's very energetic and uh, he's small and agile and I think he could be good at many things, but he hasn't figured out what his area is yet, I don't think. We're exploring I, that. Yeah, Isaac's a really, really good finisher. Yeah. This is like, oh, and, and he's quick and his close control isn't great, but like... Paul Gascoigne used to he can run with the ball at speed. Oh, yeah. Where it's always on the edge of being in control. It's sort of like knock it ahead and run onto it and just. Has he ever then, played for yeah. a team? No, no. We just, we're quite lucky we've got an, um, like a Astro Turf pitch that's been abandoned. It used to be part of an old school. The school's been knocked down. Yeah. The old playing fields are just now a field for the kids to play on rather than the school playing field. But they left an Astro Turf thing and took. It was padlocked up for a while, but that padlock seems long gone. So the kids just play up on this AstroTurf. So. Oh, ideal. Yeah, but it's good. But yeah, the other two aren't really into sport. We're trying to get them motivated. So I was talking to my daughter uh, yesterday. We were down the beach and she was having a swim. And I think we came to the conclusion that actually swimming might be her sport if she was to choose one because she really likes being in the water and you know, from now until September that we've got the sea on our doorstep and we can swim in it every night if we want to. So she can do some open water sea swimming and then if it is horrible, if she wants to go to the local swimming pool, she can get stuck into that. It's ideal really where you are, isn't it, for that kind of of outdoorsy stuff. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. So I'm trying to shift a few pounds and then I get back into my rock climbing and that again. But I'm just, yeah, I put on too much weight over the last year. And I'm completely, well, just where I've been busy with stuff, really. And I, like the reason we moved here was to do more rock climbing and more outdoorsy stuff. And we're outside a lot of the time, but like the rock climbing's kind of slipped by. So, uh, yeah. you know, as the weight's gone on, the the fear of climbing has got a bit higher because suddenly I'm not as agile and I'm not as, it's not, not that I'm not as strong, I'm just not as. Like there's more weight to haul up yeah. there. Yeah, something the maybe you're not there. used to. Yeah. No, so, you, you're not on your own there. I think we're yeah, all carrying no, a bit so, of a dad bod. <laughs> yeah, if, if I can shed... I'll, I'll be honest, when I was climbing really well, I was two stone lighter. 
and that oh, was wow, about five yeah. years. But that was about five years ago. But, um, but to to someone who climbs, that's 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 really notice that would be noticeable, wouldn't yeah. it, for you to oh, start yeah, climbing? Oh yeah, yeah, now. yeah. I feel horrible at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. We've said yeah. actually, my, my seven year old probably would be really good at rock climbing because he loves yeah. climbing. Bring him down. You're on about coming down. Bring him with you. Yeah, yeah, we were, weren't we? What size is he in the foot? I might have some spare shoes for him. 12, 13, kids' sizes. Yeah, yeah, I might have, might have an old pair of Isaacs yeah. up in the loft. I don't know if Bring I trust him, him. You get him started and he'll be up and gone and won't be able to get to him. <laughs> so I've got I've got all the gear for the ropes and that, and I've got bouldering pads if we're doing ropeless stuff, but I've also got like a kiddie-sized harness which um, goes all around him rather than just being like a round-the-waist. Right. Oh, this is like a full body one. So, yeah, if you want to bring him down, scare the start out something you. there that I can't control. Yeah. <laughs> I bet, well, again, I bet there's a climbing wall up near you. You could take him to just see if he likes it. Do it in controlled conditions. There might be a class. I think there is. I think there is just about 20 minutes up the road. We get down, if we go down yeah. to Stoke, there's a couple around yeah. there, I think. So, it's something we need to try with him. Mind you, his birthday's coming up in August, so... There you go. Yeah, We've done that. All party. our kids had a rock climbing birthday party. Yeah, like that could be something we could, gym, so. we could look into. Um, and you were up at up the Roaches as well a couple of weeks ago, weren't you? We did, yeah. Was it on the weekend yeah. before last we went up the Roaches? Yeah, good climbing up there as well, see? Really, really nice walk, actually, as well. Yeah. You're getting into your hiking, aren't you? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Like I've, like I've said before, I've probably probably said it to you that you know whereas all the lads would meet up and go to the pub watch the football or whatever it might be have a few drinks and that as we're all getting married and having kids and all that kind of stuff and got young kids gets harder and harder to go to the pub yeah. and have a, uh, a load and then get up the next day with kids doesn't it so the idea that we can go out for an, a walk together be we'd be with each other all day and have a laugh mm. and then maybe finish off the day with a pint on the way home that's kind of become the new thing and that and we're, we seem to be enjoying that and then if two of you have got kids similar age like you could take your eldest they could take their eldest and you just go out for a dad and son day out and try and get the kids yeah. into it as well you know yeah definitely yeah we, me and my wife have talked about it getting the kids out with us uh we just haven't got around to it yet we haven't found one that's kind of fairly easy and not too long just because we've got the age gap and we've got the two-year-old who mm. will want to walk, It'll take us forever. <laughs> hey, well, so our five-year-old, Duck City, he was walking miles at like three, four, five. He did so. He did Snowden when he was he's just turned four, I think, and he walked every step of that. It took us ages. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he loves it. Like, and then obviously we did the West Highland Way up in Scotland as well when he was five. So that was hundred yeah. miles he did. Yeah. So there's no reason you can't do stuff with the kids. Like it's, it's us that are more scared of doing it than the kids, I think. De- yeah, definitely it is. It is. It's um, one thing that you, I think you in particular will enjoy is that um, as we got past the first part of the walk, we had to go across a road to get to the next part of the trail that goes up to the trig point and stuff. And there was an ice cream van right on the back, right by the wall. All right, next, <laughs> next on the on the road, we stopped off and had yeah, we, we had a Mister Whippy and a flake. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> it was, was a red hot day. Pa- there was a thing in the paper the other day going on about how um, like flakes aren't as good as they were since they moved the factory or something. They're too crumbly for the ice cream fans. That particular ice cream is bloody expensive, I tell you that much. Was it? 
So any recent rewards or challenges that you've had? Um, yeah. Um, so I've spoken on it before, I think, about Isaac and his temper. Yeah. Um, and I think I've told you, but I've certainly told you, I don't know if I've updated your listeners, but he's now on the list waiting for an assessment for some form of ASD somewhere on there. Um, it's been quite tough at times, um, but touch wood, he's been much better lately. Last month, I say that he smashed his glasses up last night. That's All his right. thing. When he gets really cross, he'll just want to, rather than lash out, he'll break stuff and just take his glasses off his face and twist them into weird shapes. And yeah. normally I can put them back, but not that. Nah. No. Proper mangled him. He did last night. But oh I ordered some new ones today. It's fine. Just. And of course, he was getting like a, a lot of it was coming from him getting picked on a bit at school, but they seem to have got on top of that now. And the school seemed to, well, because he's on this waiting list now for an assessment, they've kind of put stuff in place that will help him a little bit anyway. Yeah. So, regardless yeah. of what comes up in the assessment. And then, of course, he's going up to secondary schools um, in September. So, um, and it's all it's straight through from primary to secondary in the same place. Um, oh, that's handy, handy for you then. So hopefully the handover with his files and all of that will be good and he can, it'll be fairly straightforward for him. Um, Bill has been struggling a bit with general teenage girl drama and is horrible. Oh, right. And just teenage girls are horrible, aren't they, sometimes? Y- yeah, um, yeah. And I'm not allowed to help because the way I would help is to go and grab the teenage girls and chuck them off a cliff into the sea. And apparently that's frowned <laughs> upon these days. So. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, to be honest, they're pretty good. It's not it's not difficult. Like now that they kind of look after themselves. They're really cool kids. I like hanging out with them, you know. So um Evan's yeah. got work experience coming up. Um he's got himself you know, when you used to do work experience, it's like, oh yeah, I'll go to work with my dad or mum knows someone at a shop that can do me work experience. Did you do work experience at school? Yeah, yeah. What did you do for work experience? Well, I did two different ones. So we got the opportunity to do a week uh, residential on an army base and do all the kind of training and stuff. Um, So I did that for a week. And then the second week, I worked at Bentley. Oh, Fitting fitting pistons into an engine. So two completely opposite things and not something that I've ever gone on to pursue. But yeah. Thank you for listening to Talking Dad UK. You can keep updated on all things dad by checking out our website, www.talkingdaduk.com. Also launching the new Patreon page, where you can join the paid tier Talking Dads Club. It's £3 a month, it helps offset some of the costs of podcasting, and ensures that we can keep this ongoing resource library available for all. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and back to the episode. Yeah, um, so you went to Bentley? I did, yeah. How was that? Really interesting. As a sort of sixteen-year-old kid, I thought this is this is quite like, amazing. Like, and I know a lot of people that work there. It's a big factory in Crew. It's going to be, you know, a lot of people work there or they work on the railway, don't they? And uh, yeah, it was interesting. And it was uh, in the I don't know all the technical terms anymore, but it was in the engine bay where they fit all the pistons, and you have to kind of use the like the vice grip thing to place them in and then you tap them in with the, the rubber mallet and all that. Got a good reports from there. Um, subsequently, I tried to apply for a job there a few times. I never got oh, right. one. 
even right, though I okay. had that good report. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah so that was interesting. I, the first time, uh, we had one in like the October time, and mum got me a place. At the, she worked in the kitchen of a school, but it was like a private school, so she got me a place like as a, I don't know, work experience in school as a teacher, if you like. Um, and then the second time around we did it was in June, like end of June, going into July, and Dad just basically went, nah, Graham needs a hand make, uh, hay making, so you're going bail lugging for a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> so basically, basically doing, yeah, work, working just doing on... doing his mate a, a favour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my boy's 15, going on 16, he can lug some bales for you for a week. That'll do him. He's, he's, <laughs> he's off school anyway. But yeah, so Evan's got work experience, um, but... Where a lot of his mates haven't really bothered doing anything. He's got himself this spot, a uh, robotics firm in Dorchester. Oh, right. Um, I, so he's got he's got to get himself there. So he's going to be jumping on the bus and going like Dorchester's about fifteen miles away, I suppose. So he's okay. Maybe not. Maybe not quite that. But anyway, he's got to get the bus to Weymouth and then change the bus and then get on to Dorchester himself. Um. Like, and some of his mates just go in with, to place with their parents, but he gets to play with robots. So sounds interesting. Yeah. So what they, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what they do, but what he's going to be doing, they think he's using this software called Unity, which they use for like computer games and stuff. And they build okay. these virtual worlds in which to model how these robots are going to behave. That sounds a lot better than the options I had. <laughs> Doesn't it? Like, but we've had we've had this downloaded onto the computer and he's been working through it and it's like completely over my head i ain't got a clue what he's meant to be doing and he's like oh i'm not this isn't working dad and i'm like what do you expect from me like i ain't got a clue <laughs> so it's um so he's this programming i think it's c c sharp or c plus or something like that is a, is right. a programming language and so he's in the minute he's working through some tutorials on it to make a game but when he's so he's we're trying to get him familiar with the software so when he turns up at work experience on day one, he can at least go, yes, I've seen that screen before and I know where this at and the other is. So they don't have to teach him from the very yeah. basics. Yeah, at least yeah. he's familiar with it. So hopefully, you know, he'll uh, do well there and then he might get, not this year, but next year he might get a summer job or something and it might these somewhere they do apprenticeships with like degree courses and stuff so it might be something he wants to go into in the future i don't know yeah definitely sounds like something that is more likely to pursue something like that than yeah you know something so that the, we did <laughs> yeah so the course he wants to do at college is um similar actually it's animation for computer games and media so it basically it's like cgi shit for like Marvel stuff and that sort of thing. Yeah. So using, um, if you play you play Xbox and PlayStation and that, don't you? I'm sure you've seen yeah. Unreal Engine come up or whatever on yeah, loading yeah, yeah. screens. So at college, he wants to go and learn how to use the Unreal Engine. And oh, then nice. at home, he's learning how to use Unity, which is a similar thing as well. So hopefully by the time he gets there, he'll have at least a, a grounding of knowledge. Yeah. So. I mean, that's that's huge now, isn't it? A lot of... A lot of kids his age are going on to do that kind of stuff or esports and all that kind of stuff and they all lead into each other. If they're not coding and creating games or animating games, then they're playing them and 
you know you yeah. can enter competitions and earn money off that can't they it's, it's huge i think some of what we were saying um to him was that it's all very well and good learning how to code but wouldn't it be better to be the person who tells the coder what to write like yeah like here's my drawing here's my here's, here's my story make it work in the game yeah. sort of thing so yeah yeah I just wonder if coding, if being a coder is more like a data entry style job. I don't know. Like if you if you if you're doing it as a day job rather than being the the creative force behind a project, sure it's more it's more engaging to be that creative force and go then no, make my dinosaur blue. Yeah. Make yeah. my gun bigger. That's you know. So. Get other people to do um, it instead of you inputting all of that. Yeah. 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 Um and then the other thing in terms of rewards i suppose the last few months uh lily has been really getting into music and records and stuff with me so yeah like we went out for record store day and she bought the first record she bought the view rodrigo that one there yeah and yeah she loved it. i mean she knew the record anyway but she bought her own vinyl copy and she'll come home and she'll have the record playing so what was she like when you were in the record store? Was it all? Was it like the old days, digging through the crates and all that kind yeah, of yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah, you were just having a look around. She was looking for some Beyonce stuff. It was just a bit too much money, really. Um, yeah. And then there was there's some there was a Paramore one she wanted and that, but yeah, that's when she she ended up buying that and one of those little plastic penny board skateboards. Oh yeah. You know, so uh, yeah, so she got a skateboard and a record. So pretty cool, fucking kid, really. Yeah. Growing up, just growing up in the nineties. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> what's the uh, what's what's the insert like on them records? The new because obviously that's a new record as from two thousand twenty one. Was it two thousand? Yeah, this one. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm does really it give you? It turns, but does it I'll give you as you. much in, information as we would have got on back on the old records, or I buy old records? So, um, yeah, maybe. So this is going to make great audio but if so there's the record um so it's got it looks oh, pretty yeah. cool yeah um and then it got all the lyric sheets and that inside so i mean yeah. that's that's what that's what i used to do as a kid if i put my dad's records on or i used to buy my own cds as a player i used to sit and read through the books and read through who produced it and the writers and you know if there was a if there was a lyric sheet i'd go through that as the song was on and all that kind of stuff so it's part of the experience isn't it yeah it's great um and then i've been spending too much money on records lately so there you go <laughs> there's no surprise no no on the next question i've got anything that surprised you good and bad but i feel like we've we've done that in past episodes haven't we we're going to go back over old ground or have you got anything to add on that um just how quick it's gone really oh, so, we've so... been 16 in september it's just a bit you're hitting a milestone, aren't you? So, yeah. So, like, if don't feel like two minutes ago we were he was playing with Pokemon and they go and I could pick him up and chuck him around, and now he's like massive. He pick yeah. you up. <laughs> yeah, but like in it's, it's like so September. So yeah, in fifteen months' time we'll be able to learn to drive. That's mental. Wow. It's mental. Like when I used to be able to hold him in the crook of my arm, like it's just. Yeah, and so if you could if you could quantify that sort of time lapse, what what does it feel like? Do you even notice it? Or does he just get to this point and you realise, oh, we've lost all this time? Or 
I think a lot of I have I have a big thing about losing time and time going too quickly anyway. I think it's all to do with getting old and yeah. like there's never enough time in the day anyway. And then it's like it's really weird actually to be honest, because like so Evan's gonna be sixteen, but we treat they're the exactly the same as we've as we treat Evan and always have done. So uh-huh. like the so Lily also feels like she should be sixteen soon, but uh, yeah. we have to remind ourselves that she's only thirteen, nearly fourteen, you know. And then I think maybe we treat Isaac a little bit younger than he is because right. he's our little baby boy, like you know. But so you, you're trying know. to keep keep hold of him as the youngest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Do, do you know what? Funny talking about this because just tonight I kind of had a little. You always have the moment, little, little moment creeps in, doesn't it? Where you think, are you are you bending? Things are changing, you know. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And yeah, when I took him to football, and there was all these older kids there, and they're not teenagers. They're what? They're probably ten, eleven, like yeah, 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 around that age, give or take a year either side. And and they're all focused on what they look like in their football kit and. You can tell they watch football and watch their favourite players and try and mimic them and act like them and dress like them. And then they've all got like their prime energy drinks or their sports oh, drinks God. down there. And do you know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't know if I want him to do that yet. I, don't, I just want him to no, be a kid. Want that. Enjo- no, yeah. I just, just want him to be a kid that enjoys football. I don't want him to be focused on what a footballer should look like because that's not why he plays football. He just plays it to enjoy it. And I just feel like if he goes playing with these older kids, he's going to soon start growing yeah. up faster than we want him to, you know? Just make sure he's got some, like, good friends the same age that he's hanging out with. Because, if yeah, as soon as he starts thinking, like, his best mate is that 12-year-old, then you no. fight him then. <laughs> no, that's it, yeah. But then, it's, uh... Yeah, it's funny, like, because um, Isaac just absolutely worships his big brother. And just wants to do everything the same as him. And it's like, but mate, you're not even 12 yet. Hang on. Slow up. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, we're definitely trying to keep hold of him a bit more. I don't know how healthy that is, but we're definitely trying. It's hard work, isn't it, doing that in this day and age? Because that age of the internet and, and everything moves so quickly and the things we've talked about before, you can't, as soon as they go to school, that's it. There's, this sort of security blankets off, isn't it? There's no, you can't control that then. And whatever the mates are seeing and doing, they're then seeing and hearing and think they can do it or they want to do it. And it's all like, you know, well, actually we don't do that. (laughs) Or, you know, you're not, you're not old enough to do that and they shouldn't be doing it, but I'm not their parents. So Mm -hmm. I can't tell them not to do it and all that sort of stuff. And we're starting to get little bits of that coming in now. And then there's all the naughty kids at school that you got, got, you can't do nothing about yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, or, you know, or your kid does do something about it and then you you get questioned by the teacher. Yeah, been and, there, mate. You know, yeah. Yeah. Just saying, if they, if that's how it is, then you can't punish one well, without the other, can you? No, no. Well, we we kind of have a rule that if they get punished at school for something, like if they do something wrong and they get punished at school, well, they've already been punished, I ain't punishing them again. yeah. And like from when they were very little, I remember when we were on the other white, I think it must've been for Isaac. One of the teachers that was like, you know, you know, when you go up to the school gate and the uh, teacher's like, Oh, Mr. Jones, can we have a word? 
And yeah. you're like, oh shit, back to what's he done? <laughs> and it's like, he's done this. And because of that, he missed his break time. Like, yeah, right. Fair enough. Yeah. But like, I almost don't need to know because you've dealt, you've with, dealt it. with it. I try, as a teacher, I trust you to make those decisions. Yeah. But yeah. But then at the same time, like I say, my kids know that I, and it's a bit wrong, really. Maybe. Well, no, it's not wrong. Actually, I don't care. Me and Hazel maybe disagree on it sometimes, but like I'm never going to tell them off for sticking up for themselves or their yeah. mates. Hey, to be honest, Hazel's on the same page, but um, it might yeah, be how they, they do it is where your no, disagreement it, it, comes in, or oh, I don't know, but it's like if they they know not to start, they know yeah. if they were to start something physical, then they would be in big, big trouble here. Yeah, but stick up for yourself, like yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think I think that's what we've we've had we've had little rumblings of that you know just kids figuring out what kids do and how they play and all that sort yeah. of stuff and Where the some are more like. yeah some are more sensitive than others some don't understand the game like others do and they have to try and figure that out and navigate it and it's part of the school's job and the teacher's job to help them do that because we're not there to help them so if the if something's happened and they've dealt with it fine that's done I always try and find out a little bit of information I'll ask him questions but I'm not going to start punishing him for stuff at home that has happened at school and he's yeah. already had that punishment for. The part that no, I it. don't agree with is when they're clearly, it's clearly six-year-olds being six-year-olds. Yeah. And then the school have been a bit more sensitive to it than they needed to be. And it's a bit like, well, just let them be kids. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it'll be done with tomorrow. And we've even spoke to the the, the kid's parent and stuff and they've said, oh, yeah, such and such as can more than hold his own. I have no... I've no, uh, um, I, I more than understand that he's probably played his part as well, like you know. So it's just like when you, yeah, when you meet other parents that have got that kind of attitude, then I think you, they're better off being friends with them, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Okay, so any advice that was given to you that you thought nothing of that became, um, daily use for you, or any advice that you have given to other people. Do not, under any circumstances, sniff. Is that it? If, like, if you're not sure if those pants are clean, just put them in the wash. Don't worry about the sniff test. It, it's not going to end well. The, like, If you think, is that clean or dirty? I'm not sure. I'll give it a sniff. No, don't sniff it. Why would you sniff it? No. No need I for failed kids, that is one. there? Nah, I failed that lots of times. Um, <laughs> Hazel used to always ask me to read the parenting books and stuff, and I never did. I felt like I had some pretty good instincts, and I always trusted those. But then a few years ago, we—I think I've said to you before—we did a you know, like when I when Isaac's temper and stuff started impacting a bit more. We did a positive parenting course through Bernardo's. Yeah, um, and I got a lot out of that. What was that called? It was positive parenting, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Sorry, just confirming. Yeah, it was, yeah. So it was through Bernardo's, and it was positive parenting, and it was we got that a lot out of it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, maybe I've forgotten quite a bit of it, but Hazel's really good with it. So yeah, if you can if you can find that course, and they're usually free or for a donation or whatever. So uh, yeah, 
I'd recommend like, that for anyone, really. I feel like that's one of them things that, like anything, just just kind of needs refreshing over time, doesn't it? It's not because mm-hmm. you'll you'll pick bits out that are relevant for you at the time, and then when your child's three years older, you might have forgotten the rest of the course, and you don't that bit you were using doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, well, things change, don't they? So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, don't sniff. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good bit of advice for life, really. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, we we kind of touched on it, but hobbies and interest, um, things that you kind of maybe do for yourself, uh, that could could lead into family life as well. But but things that you sort of focus on that help you as well as being dad. Um. So I've got my podcasts. Ones I do with you, ones I do with myself, all that sort of stuff. Um. I really enjoy doing all of that. It does kind of take over a little bit sometimes, yeah. a lot yeah. of the time. Um, and I'm also starting this little micro indie record label. Um, and I kind of like having that sort of stuff. It's a little bit separate from the kids, although I keep threatening to make a podcast with the children. Yeah. I keep going, oh, we could do the, do a podcast about this, or we could do a Dungeons and Dragons thing, or we could do a quiz show with the kids. It hasn't actually happened yet. Um, there's a few things that we all like to do together, so like the ha- hiking and the climbing and camping. Um, I've spoke about that plenty on here, haven't I? Um, we like playing Pokemon. Um, wrestling is good, isn't it? Wrestling is great. Gotten into wrestling lately. Um, yeah, got the sea right on our doorstep, so... We go paddleboarding and we're looking forward to the water warming up a little bit so we can just be in it a bit more. Spent most of the last, well, yeah, quite a bit of time in the water last week. It's bloody freezing. Was it? Um, oh, God, yes. Baltic it was. Um, I do find it hard to just chill out, though. Like, I have this nagging in my head all the time that there just like isn't enough time, like we were saying earlier. Um, and so I always feel like I should be doing stuff, but, you know, rather than just sitting in being or playing with the kids i should be editing or i should be planning the next whatever the next thing is um i think sometimes i have to remind myself that you know the kids just want to they might might not want to go for a big long walk they might just want to stay inside and watch cartoons all day because cartoons are great aren't they yeah yeah, and if they're sat watching telly or playing computer games, I'm like, oh, we could be hiking or I could be making a podcast. But, yeah, maybe I'm not as good at relaxing as I like to think I am. I don't know. It's because there's always what something. What do you do to chill out? There's always something to do, isn't there? Um, yeah. It varies. It varies. So I've got my podcast stuff I like to do. That was sort of my main hobby when I started it. Um because I, I used to do sort of five-a-side football. I used to do martial arts and stuff like that. But, you know, that kind of all fell by the wayside throughout 2020 and 21. So then this took over and became that new hobby. Um, so I still do that. Um, you know, bits of DIY around the house, cutting the lawn, looking after the garden. I like to do that, but I like to left alone in my time to do it that's when i enjoy right. it if i'm rushing it because i've got to get it done so the kids can then come and play on the grass then that's not i don't enjoy it and it gets on my nerves but that's just time isn't it well i to be honest hazel does the gardening at home i run the mower around because 
like I do it all day, every day at work. So I, was like, I just, oh, I can't face it. Like busman's holiday for you. It's not yeah. relaxing. I find it, it at I, home. I find it hard to come home at the end of the day and sit in the garden. Oh right, yeah, yeah. It's like I've been in the sun all day. It's been like today. It's been really hot. I've been baking. I came home and it, and has the sorted out tea outside. So I went, sat and had tea, and the in-laws were around, so we all had tea together right there. And as soon as I finished eating, I come inside. I was like, outside all day. I just, just want some shit on the sofa. <laughs> yeah. Rest my weary bones. But yeah. Yeah. You've got yeah. your beer in that as well, haven't you? Well, yeah, when the kids are in bed, and we get that quiet time at night time, so whether we're, we're, we're sitting down to watch a film, or I'm sitting down to enjoy a beer, uh, various different types and styles of beer. I do like to test them all out and try different ones. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much me really, I suppose. It's, um, it, is, it is a difficult one. And so for me, Saturday would be a brilliant hobby day. But right. do bits with the kids and everything else around the house that you have to do. But like, I can enjoy doing the garden on a Saturday sort of midday or early afternoon. Because that feels like a nice hobby day. If I have to do it on a Sunday, I'm always rushing because I don't mm. want to be doing it late on a Sunday because I know I've got work on Monday. I just want that time to sit and do nothing really for a little bit <laughs> as well. I get re- I get really angsty like on the weekend because like I'll be knackered from work because I do like in the summer I do like 46 hours in the week and I'm knackered. I'm physically knackered like. I, and you know in 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 the heat it's hard work as well yeah and hazel let me hazel might let me sleep into like half past eight nine o'clock and then i'm like what did you let me sleep that long for like half the day's gone like what's the point that's it day's gone what's the point in doing (laughs) anything now you can't do nothing now because i didn't get out of bed till you, you know whereas like i should be thinking like oh well that was a nice Nice rest, yeah. and now I can crack on with some other stuff. It's like, yeah. And sometimes, like, like Hazel's work, Hazel works as well. She, like, so Saturdays are for her. She just wants to hang around in her pajamas until eleven o'clock, and then pop to the shops and watch a movie and chill in the garden. That's fine. And there's bollocks here getting all agitated because the day's going it's gone i've only got two days to get all this stuff done and i haven't done any of it and yeah 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 it's like Did yeah i don't need to i should i need to be better at reminding myself that like hazel and the kids need a weekend for what they want to do and that doesn't always tally with what i want to do and i need to not get bloody stressed about it really like i say i find it hard to relax yeah, when, when we only had the one kid and he was quite small, quite often my wife would have been up through the night with him or he'd, he wasn't a great sleeper at all, really, till he was about four. And uh, so the, on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday, she might just be sat watching telly with him while he's either napping or, or having a play around the floor or whatever. So that would be me just pottering about, doing my own thing, do a bit of DIY, do something in the garden, whatever it was. Um, when we had the second one and then we got the new house and all that kind of stuff, life's a bit more busy and we don't, don't really have that luxury of uh, like we can separate and do one, one does one and the other one's got one kid to look after because now we've got two, mm. so it's a bit more full on. So everything does feel like it's a little bit more of a rush job and I've got to get stuff done so then I can move on to the next one and then the next one and then the next one. But sometimes I can 
I can procrastinate too much because I've got too many things to do mm. and I find myself sat having done nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm terrible <laughs> for that. Like, and then you just kick your own ass a bit, don't you? Like, yeah, and then, I, and then I really beat myself up for doing nothing then. And now I haven't got enough time at all to, to get it done. So, yeah, definitely. Should I go straight into the final question for you? Yeah, go on. This one's been getting some really good answers. No pressure. Uh, like but it. it's one it's one that I thought would get a few silly answers, to be in, in all truth. Yeah. And I've said that a couple of times as well. So is there a famous dad that you would like to be like or that you would try and be like? I've got a fictional famous dad for you. Okay. So straight away, as soon as you say, like, who's the best dad, is always... Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. We have touched on this in the past, haven't we? We have. I think he's brilliant. He's just so much fun, and he always comes up tops for his family, doesn't he? He's sort of like he's always on the case, um, and he'll do whatever it takes for his kids to be happy or to do the right thing by them. And he's kind of like the epitome of like the fun dad, even yeah. if he's not quite as cool as he thinks he is. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. So one of my favorite books, right, is from when I was a kid. Now is Danny the Champion of the World by Roald right. Dahl. Do you know that one? Yeah. Like yeah. what, you, you, you got the boy and his dad living in a caravan behind a petrol station and his dad's a poacher and they end up poaching all the pheasants off the Lord of the Manor's land. But there's a quote on the very last page of the book. and I've actually prepared this just to prepare this for you. So the quote really? at the end of the book is... A stodgy parent is no fun at all. What a child wants and deserves is a parent who is sparky. And Phil Dunphy is nothing but sparky. And I hope that I'm also a little bit sparky. Okay, brilliant. There you go. Another good answer. This is this is fast becoming for me, like the yeah. most important question almost. Yeah. Because it got, it gets, it gives us an insight into the people answering it. It gives an insight into the families of the people answering it. But it also, it also gives other people a place, a place to go and observe the kind of characteristics that people are talking about, whether that's a TV show or yeah. in a book or a film, whatever it is. That's uh, that's really good, I think. Excellent. I've enjoyed this tonight. It's been like we've used the questions, but we haven't really. We've just had a bit of a catch up. It's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. I do it's, like hanging uh, out with you over Zoom. I'm looking forward to meeting that properly. <laughs> you were on about coming down and then we were going to try and organize a a meetup at that festival, but you're on a stag do get getting away with all the lads outside, aren't you? Yeah, I was good. I was good when I looked at the date on my calendar and I thought because I was because when you sent it to me, I thought, oh no, that sounds really good. Kind of meet halfway. It's yeah. Sort of sixty quid reasonable, isn't it, for a little festival? Yeah, and it's about two hours for you. Like you could pick me up from Hereford train station just to do the last little bit, like, and then yeah, yeah. Um, and then I looked, and I'm on a, I'm on a stag do. So if you want to tell us where everyone can find you and your stuff, and then we'll uh, we'll let you get going. So I think everyone knows where I am by now. I've been on air often enough, but the new thing is this little record label that we're starting. So that's on losthikerrecords.com. And it's just a very, very DIY small record label. So I'm 
going to be putting out my brother's next EP. And then hopefully after that, we're going to start looking to do a bit of a compilation CD album with some of like the punk bands up in Hereford that Sam plays with quite a lot. And there's really good little scene up there going. So we try and do something up there and then something down in Dorset. But yeah, if you're interested in me trying to not lose too much money at selling records or getting music out to more people, then yeah, lostikerecords.com. That'd be great. Cheers. That's a, a, an exciting little project that even I'm excited about and I'm not really involved. But I, I did I, I did put my uh, put my pitch forward as my, as your unofficial A&R man up in the north. Yeah, you go for it, man. You send <laughs> send me links. That's brilliant. You go, right. you, 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 you'll be te- telling your wife, oh, no, I'm just going into Manchester to watch some bands for Rob. Blame Rob. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get to the point where you can pay me expenses and I can do it every weekend. <laughs> Wish I could pay my own bloody expenses. I know, it feels like that, doesn't brilliant. it? <laughs> um, Thanks for that, that's brilliant yeah. though, cheers. It's been a really good uh, really good dad chat and we've had a bit of a catch-up. It's slightly different to the to the regular formatting, but, you know, you, you guest guests host you can come on and do what you like can't you pod wives pod wives yeah pod pod spouse um yeah so we'll catch you on the next one thank you very much thanks for joining